Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 123. This week, I want to share with you 20, yes, 20, tips for a better Royal Caribbean cruise. These are an array of tips, tricks, overlooked experiences, and secrets to get the most out of your Royal Caribbean cruise. It's all about enhancing your Royal Caribbean cruise with a few ways that I hope everyone can benefit from on their very next Royal Caribbean cruise. Here we go. I've said for years and documented much of it on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com that one of the best ways to get the most out of your Royal Caribbean cruise is by learning from others. That's been the power of this podcast and website where we regularly share tips and tricks we all learn from our collective experiences. And along those lines, the mission of Royal Caribbean Blog has always been to help you have a better Royal Caribbean cruise. So it got me thinking about some good strategies and ideas for improving well everyone's cruise. Let's face it. There's a lot that goes into a Royal Caribbean cruise, and while we all have specific aspects of a cruise we care about, there are a lot of common threads between us all. And by sharing ways to improve our cruise, we get the most value out of the vacation dollar and also maximize the amount of fun that you're going to have. And it's no secret that, well, I'm a total geek, and I love to share my experiences virtually with all of you. So I've come up with this list of 20 tips for a better Royal Caribbean cruise. My hope is that even just a few of these tips will benefit everybody listening. Some may be strategies you already know about, but perhaps there is something new to try on your very next cruise. And our first one that we're going to start out with is arrive to the port early. Now, this is more of a better vacation experience tip. And this is basically goes down like this. Everyone pays a fixed price for their cruise, right? I mean, we all have different prices we paid, but you paid whatever you paid. The bottom line is your cruise vacation can start earlier than maybe you ordinarily thought or were planning on. Typically, on most Royal Caribbean ships, you can start boarding your ship as early as, say, 11, 11.30 in the morning, if not even earlier than that sometimes. It's not unheard of. But if you're arriving to the port at, say, 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which is fine, nothing wrong with that, your vacation will start then. But if you arrive earlier, well, that just means more time on the ship, so your vacation begins sooner. Not only that, by arriving early, you're also going to avoid those crowds that can make the embarkation process take a little bit longer, especially surrounding checking luggage and just checking into the cruise in general. So again, arriving early, you bypass that. And also, importantly, talking about crowds, how about the lunch rush? Everyone knows an embarkation day. I mean, I love embarkation day lunches. To me, it's one of the best experiences ever. I love that feeling. But let's face it, when you get to past, let's say, noontime, that's going to be peak hours for everybody going up there to eat. But if you arrive earlier, you'll beat the lunch rush, be able to enjoy lunch, and again, get a head start and everything else on the ship in terms of exploring and just enjoying that cruise experience. So there's some important factors here in terms of beating the crowds, but honestly, it's all about starting your vacation sooner. And next tip is bring a bathing suit with you on embarkation. And I we just talked about getting there early, but you know, a lot of people usually pack their bathing suits, right? Because why? Why not, right? You're gonna you're going on the ship, you're gonna put it in your checked luggage. But the reality is the pools are open on embarkation day too. And this is one of the best times to go to the pool, whether it be the solarium, the main pool, the kids' pools, the flow rider, doesn't matter what. The bottom line is most of these are all open, and this is a great time to enjoy them without crowds, without anyone else there. It's almost like having it to yourself because a lot of people don't basically bring their bathing suits with them. They put in their checked luggage, and so the earliest they're going to get them is when their luggage starts arriving, but... Again, reality that that first day is a lost swimming day. So for families with kids, boy, this is a great tip for you to be able to enjoy the pools off the bat. Get your kids already in the pool and having a great time by either wearing your bathing suit. You can do that as well. Or bring it in in your carry-on luggage and then just go to one of the restrooms and change there. 
and you're all set. So that's a great way to be able to start your vacation early and be able to enjoy the pool. Now, the other thing is kind of along those lines, when we're talking about embarkation day, you know, the pool isn't just the only thing you do on embarkation day. Embarkation day is one of the best days to try things like the floor rider, ripcord by iFly, bumper cars, the rock climbing wall, and many more activities. Mini golf, all the things that, you know what, can generate lines later on in the cruise. Well, embarkation day is the best way to do it because that way you get a head start. The reality is a lot of people, they don't plan ahead their cruise, right? And not nearly to the degree of maybe, I don't know, listening to a podcast about a Royal Caribbean cruise. Most people just kind of show up and they spend a lot of part of the first part of the cruise exploring. They don't realize that there are bumper cars on this ship. You can do the circus school. There's ice skating. I didn't know this. There's a flow rider. They, they don't learn that until later. So embarkation day is one of the best times to take advantage of it and be able to do your favorite attractions, whether it's your first time or it's going to become your new favorite and you've been many times, whatever the case may be. By going on embarkation day, not only will you have a shorter wait, but you also may be able to rewrite a number of times. And again, this all goes back to how important embarkation day is for really getting in a lot of those activities without those long lines that can show up later. Now, in addition, one of the great, another tip is book your specialty dining in advance. I'm a big fan of this. The reason why you want to book specialty dining in advance for any of the specialty restaurants are three good reasons. Number one, you'll lock in the price of your cruise. If Royal Caribbean raises the rates at any point, no problem. You're already set. It's not a likely scenario. Royal Caribbean doesn't raise the specialty restaurant rates all that much, but if they do, you'll be protected against that. Number two, you can break up the overall cost of the cruise. Think about it. Let's say you're going on a cruise and you're paying, you know, I don't know, your cruise costs $3,000. I'm just throwing out a number there, right? Well, by booking your specialty dining in advance, that's less cost that you have to do when you get to the end of your cruise. You can book it, obviously, on board your ship, but then you're going to all get hit with that with that money later on. Why not break it apart, make it a little bit easier on your wallet when you're paying off those credit card bills by booking it in advance? Because when you make your reservations in advance, you have to pay for your reservations at that time via Royal Caribbean's website. And number three, booking in advance gets you the time and day you really want. Sometimes you just absolutely want to be at this one restaurant on formal night, or maybe it's an anniversary and you really want to be able to eat on your anniversary day at this restaurant at this time, you can make that happen. Maybe there's a holiday or you just want to eat during prime dinner hours. These are all really good reasons why you should book your specialty dining restaurants in advance. Number 16, book, by we're counting backwards, by the way, because you can tell. Number 16, book your shows in advance. Well, just like dining, booking your shows is something that's really important. If you're on a roller cream ship that offers this feature, not many do these days, but some do. The Quantum Class and the Oasis Class ships are ones that offer that. So if you have the option to book entertainment in advance, such as Broadway musicals or the ice show, then make sure you do it. Take advantage of this program. It's an easy, free way to get advanced reservations for the show. So that way, you can just show up without worrying necessarily about being locked out of a particular showtime. And again, it's about this idea that you can get the showtime on the day that you want. In reality is, you don't need reservations. And I tell people this all the time. In fact, if someone were to email and say, Matt, I'm going on a cruise. Do I really need the reservations? I'll tell them, you don't need them, but it's nice to have. But you know what? We're talking about having ways to have a better cruise experience. So if you can, yes, of course, book them. But you shouldn't feel like you absolutely positively need to have it. But all this can be booked via Royal Caribbean's Cruise Planner website. Once you're logged in, you just navigate to Entertainment Activities and select the show you want to reserve. Now, speaking of booking things in advance, how about purchasing the unlimited drink packages after you think about them? Now, the unlimited alcohol packages are really insanely popular. They've never been, I don't think, any popular than they are right now. And 
A lot of people swear by them. You know what? I tried them on Brilliance of the Season. I, I got to be honest with you. I really saw why a lot of people really enjoy it. The thing with it is you want, if you're going to get it, if you figure out yourself, you know what, Matt, I've done the math. I figured it out. I want to get the drink packages. That's great. But make sure you book it in advance for, again, a couple of reasons. Number one, you want to lock in that price, break up the cost of the cruise. We talked about all that stuff. But the real reason you want to do this in advance is because on embarkation day, I promise you, look for them, there will be lines to, for people looking to sign up. It's crazy. Embarkation day is the one day where everyone, you know, again, discovers, oh, there are unlimited drink packages, and they go and buy the package on the spot. The thing is, is that there's usually long lines for them, and it's just, it never ceases to amaze me. Every cruise, this phenomenon occurs, where you'll see lines by the Windjamer, or in the Centrum, or on the Royal Promenade. A lot of people lined up looking to buy it, and let's face it, you're on a cruise. You don't want to be standing around waiting in line to buy a package. You want to be at the pool, or better yet, enjoying your drink package by the pool. So this is why getting the unlimited drink packages in advance online is a really good strategy. Now, in addition, when you're talking about maybe when you're arriving to your cruise, right? So number 14, use the porters. I know they cost money, okay? It's probably going to cost you somewhere in the ballpark of maybe $1 to $2 per bag. Uh, Maybe you'll go crazy and you'll spend $10 on them or $15 on them. Let me tell you something. This is the best money you're going to spend because you're on vacation and you know what? You don't need to be lifting bags. You don't need to be taking them around and lugging them around. Use porters. I'm a big fan of them. It just makes not only it makes your life easier. First and foremost, that's a great way to use them. That's why they're there for. And again, you just have to tip them for their services. That's all that's required of there. Not only that, on debarkation, porters are worth their weight in luggage or whatever the metaphor happens to be because they have a special line just for porters. And oftentimes, this can bypass the customs line, that longer line for people that are in their own without porters. It can make a huge difference. So definitely something to to look out for. Now, when you're picking your stateroom, here's a tip for you. Look for what's known as hump staterooms. Now, if you're looking for a balcony stateroom on, say, a Vision or Radiance class ship, you want to keep an eye out for balcony staterooms that give you a lot of extra balcony space without any extra cost. Now, a lot of Royal Caribbean fans have coined this term called hump stateroom. Basically, Hump rooms refer to balcony cabins on a ship's hump that give you more than normal balcony size. Now, the hump is basically the section of the ship that, if you're looking at the deck plans, appear to pop out and create a hump relative to the rest of the ship. And I experienced this firsthand. I booked on Jewelacy's. We had one of these bad boys. It was amazing by how large they were because you just get a huge amount of balcony space. But Royal Caribbean doesn't charge you more for them versus a regular balcony stateroom of that category. So on Vision Class ships... The Deck 7 state aft staterooms in D2 category cost the same as other D2 balconies, but you get significantly larger balconies. On the Radiance-class ships, look for category D1 through E2 staterooms. These are among the largest balconies you'll ever get, and they give an incredible amount of space for the money, so definitely something to look forward to. Now, for number 12, if you happen to score one of those balcony staterooms, or maybe you get a couple, right? And Maybe you and your family, you, you get a couple of connecting staterooms or just adjacent staterooms, one of the things you can do is potentially open up those dividers. As you know, in any given state, your any balcony stateroom, the balcony part has a divider between them for privacy reasons, right? Because in most cases, you don't want to necessarily see, let your neighbors or see your neighbors or let them see you or anything like that. You want to have privacy to it, right? Well, the thing is, if you know the people staying next to you, it is possible in some cases to have those dividers removed and open up your balcony into an even larger balcony area. What you have to do is talk to your stateroom attendant and ask them if they can have the balcony dividers opened up because you are friends or family with the balcony stateroom next to you. 
Now, the thing with it is that this kind of depends, and it depends on essentially the class ship you have as well as the captain and what the rules happen to be. You'll hear tons of people tell you, well, I was on this ship. And we were able to open up balconies, our balcony dividers. And then you'll hear someone else say they were on the same ship at a different time, and they were not allowed to open up this divider. So this is one of those things where, you know what? If you don't ask, you'll never know. And so it's definitely a great thing to do. Ask your stateroom attendant and say, hey, is it possible to open them up? And if it can, that's great. Uh, in general, we've heard that on Voyager class ships, the practice of opening up balcony dividers is prohibited. Uh, but on all other classes of ships, it seems to allow it. Freedom class ships seem to be the most consistent in my experience at least, in allowing the balcony dividers to be opened up. So it's one of those things that you may as well ask because the worst that will happen is they'll tell you no and, hey, you got nothing to lose, right? Another tip, something I do every single cruise, I, I always recommend it, take a free spa tour. Yes, it's a sales pitch. But you know what? For a lot of things, I, I think people don't quite understand what the spa is. They don't appreciate how, frankly, beautiful the spa is and the facilities are. You never know. And it's something that's free. And I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of sales pressure. You just go through the thing. At the end, they'll ask you, would you like to book anything? You either say yes or no. And that's fine. That's it. It's, I don't I don't really feel that it's that much of a sales pressure thingy. And I really enjoy it because it's something to do on embarkation day. It's a great way to see the ship and in many cases see facilities that you may not book. I, mean, I don't ever book a lot of the services that I see, but it's cool to be able to see these rooms, right? To be able to see the one of the, the thermal room or the Rasul room or one of the massage tables or the couple's massage room because, you know what, odds are you're not going to book it, but it is kind of cool to be able to see it just from a cruise nerd standpoint. So, again, the spa tour is is Royal Caribbean designs their spa facilities to be quite lovely in terms of aesthetics. So, it's something that you can overlook if you don't necessarily go there. So, again, it's free. It's I think it's worth taking the spa tour to go check that out. Now, speaking of the spa, don't forget about the port day specials for the spa. Look, spa is expensive, right? We all know that. Many services can get a little pricey. But the secret to getting a better deal at the spa is to look for deals on port day. So the spa will have its specials every day, whether you're at sea or at port. But sea days is where everybody wants to go to the spa because, well, you got to do something on sea days, right? You're a captive audience. You're going to do something. And so the deals that are offered on sea days are nowhere near as good as the ones that are offered in port days because in port days, well, think about it. Everyone's getting off the ship. Thus, the spa's got to make money. I mean, everyone's got their own quotas to meet. And if everyone's off the ship, well, then they can't make money or make money as easily. So they've got to do more to entice guests to essentially cut their day short and, and stay on the ship. Here enters the port day specials. So this is an opportunity for you to basically go in there, ask the staff at the spa, hey, what are the specials are going to be on this given day? And you can often find some, again, I think the best deals. Embarkation Day probably has the best deals out there, but because that is a port day, technically. Nonetheless, you can find some good deals out there. And another good tip is to talk to the spa staff about what specials they will be running during the cruise. A lot of times, they'll share with you, hey, you know, what are the port specials going to be at the spa for the day we're in NASA or Grand Cayman? You know, they'll tell you what they are, and these specials are, are planned ahead. And that way, you can also figure out what's going to be the best deal for you. Our next tip works. We're more than halfway through our tips here of our 20 Royal Caribbean tips for a better cruise. And at number nine, we're talking emptying your mini fridge. So every stateroom you get comes with a mini fridge, and that's wonderful. The thing is, it's full of all those mini drinks and snacks, everything like that, that odds are you're probably not going to be consuming, right? Well, if you're not interested in taking advantage of the mini bar, then you should ask your stateroom attendant to empty the fridge at any time. That way... You can actually use the fridge for other things, and also you don't have any risk of accidentally somebody taking the Pringles out and being charged like you know, $5 for it or whatever the case may be. Now you have, an, uh, you have more space in your fridge to store more drinks, medicine, 
and anything else like that pizza that you didn't really eat, but maybe in the morning you'd want to eat it later. Number eight, how about this one? Bring clothes for the gym. It says, well, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Well, I think it's an overlooked thing in terms of packing. When you say, you know, when you're packing for a cruise, what do most people forget about or, or forget to pack? Clothes and shoes for the gym. The Royal Caribbean's gyms are amazing, and quite frankly, you should be taking advantage of them because they are amazing facilities that rival certainly any land-based gym I've ever been to, and they're free. There are classes that cost money, but to use the weights or the machines or anything like that, all included in the cost of your cruise. So when you factor these, how amazing these fitness facilities are, a lot of times people realize, oh, well, you know what? I didn't really pack any sneakers or I didn't pack my gym shorts or whatever. Make sure you pack that so that way you can take advantage of it. I mean, I love taking the classes. I think the classes for me are are my go-to activity in the gym. And again, it all goes back to, well, if I don't pack the clothes for it, there's absolutely no way I'm going to be going there. I can't show up in jeans for a spin class, you know. I mean, I can't. I was soaking through it and be terribly uncomfortable, but you know what I mean. So definitely make sure you bring clothes for the gym. Number seven, when you're booking a cruise, you're figuring out, Matt, I'm a, I want to book my next Royal Caribbean cruise. You know, how do I how do I get the best possible price? Make sure you check if you qualify for a cruise fare discount. There are a lot of discounts that are out there in addition to whatever sale Royal Caribbean is running. Now, guess who remember the following occupations or groups can often qualify for discounts? And these are residents of certain states in the United States, firefighters and police officers, airline employees, senior citizens, Royal Caribbean shareholders, Crown and Anchor Society members, and members of the military that are either active or retired. Now all these have the options of having potential discounts at any given time. Now, in some cases, you can't stack these discounts with other deals that are out there, but you know what? It never hurts to mention any, that you're a member of any of these categories I just mentioned to your travel agent or to Royal Caribbean directly when you're booking because, again, there may be a, oh, well, because you're a member of the military, you get an extra onboard credit that doesn't apply to anyone else. Or, oh, you're a resident of Georgia? Well, here you go. You get you. There's special pricing on this particular itinerary. There's lots of these that go around there. So again, make sure whoever's booking your cruise, whether it's you directly through Royal Caribbean or through a travel agent, that you're aware or they're aware of all these discounts that are available because there are well, many of them are often offered throughout the year, and they're not nearly as advertised as some of the you know BOGO deals or some of the other things that get a lot of the attention. Number six. This kind of goes with booking, and I'm very passionate about this. Use a travel agent to book your Royal Caribbean cruise. Yes, I know you can book through Royal Caribbean directly. I know you can manage it directly, and you can make change right the second that you want it to. But let me tell you something. I'm going to say something that, you know what? It's going to upset some people, and then some people listening to this podcast. And I know these people. I can, I can picture them in my mind. Well, at least their usernames. But I'm going to tell you this. That's all overrated. You can do that. And in some cases, maybe there's some advantage to it that you perceive. But I'm telling you right now, I love using a good Royal Caribbean travel agent. A good travel agent who really knows Royal Caribbean makes a big difference. And you know, and again, I emphasize the word good because not all travel agents are the same. And every travel agent will tell you that, that they're not all the same. There are some that know the product a whole lot better than others. And so my recommendation is use a good travel agent to help you book your Royal Caribbean cruise. And my suggestion is, that, well, Matt, how do I know if they're good or not? Here's some way. Contact them. Just ask them some questions. Ask them questions you don't you know the answers to, just to gauge how knowledgeable they are, how quickly they respond to you, and kind of you know how do you like them? I mean, it is an, it's a relationship you're building here. So these are important things to understand, and you want to make sure that you know, given how much money you're about to lay out for a cruise, that you want someone who's going to be there in your corner to give you 
the best possible vacation experience. And that's what a travel agent is all about. They are about offering you service because, again, you do not pay the travel agent. Royal Caribbean pays them. They're the, they, Royal Caribbean pays them essentially a, a finder's fee, right? It's a commission. So you, it costs you absolutely nothing to use their services, but you get extra service. And again, it's not just about when you book your cruise. It's when a sale comes out. And this is an example I give all the time. I was driving the other day uh, back home from my Brilliance of the Seas cruise, and the Royal Caribbean Cyber Monday deal came out. And I was driving. So the sale came out at whatever time. I got off the ship. I was miserable. <laughs> I was tired. And I'm driving. I've got a nice seven-hour drive ahead of me. And we stopped for gas at wherever we stopped for gas. And I looked at my phone. And sure enough, my travel agent had booked, had already rebooked one of my cruises that I had booked, saved me, I think, about $200 off the cost of the cruise with, with new onboard credit. I didn't have to lift a finger. I didn't have to sit on hold. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. That's what's so great about it. And on top of that, you know what? They're, they're your advocate. If something were to go wrong, they're there to help you. If you've got questions, they're there to help you. Really, a veteran cruiser will tell you that a good agent is priceless. So definitely use a travel agent when and where possible. Number five, also when you're talking about, well, how do I get the best possible price for my cruise, Matt? When should I book my cruise? This is the answer all the time. Book your cruise as early as possible. I'm talking years in advance if you can. I know for a lot of people, it's like, what? What do you mean? Who books a vacation, you know, 18, 24 months in advance? Well, this guy does. And I'm telling you, if you want to lock in the best possible price, booking your cruise as early as possible is the way to go. The way that cruise fares in general are working up is essentially, it's a lot like airfare. And the best prices are when there is the most inventory. That's when cruises are announced, itineraries and sailings are out there. And as more and more people book up the cruise, well, you know, prices fluctuate. But in general, they're going to drive up as there's less supply and demand increases, right? So there you go. Booking well in advance is really important. And the thing to understand with booking in well in advance is you still have time to cancel. It's not like because you book 24 months in advance, you have to commit to that cruise. That money is lost. No. Absolutely not. You have until final payment date to cancel your cruise. Now, final payment dates are 90 days before your sale date for holiday cruises, like cruises that go over Christmas and New Year's, 75 days for seven-night or longer cruises, and 60 days for three-, four-, and five-night cruises. So you have – if you book your cruise, let's say it's December 2015 right now. If you book a – I'm just going to make up dates right now. You book a December 2017 cruise, right? You have until – for a seven-night cruise, you'd have 75 days before – your December 2017 cruise to sometime in you know mid to late 2017 to cancel for a full refund. So all you're doing is locking in that better price, getting taking advantage of whatever deals happen to be out there now, and buying yourself more time to A, figure out how to, if you really want to take the cruise, B, pay off the cruise, because obviously you make payments at any time you want, and C, take advantage of any other deals that come out. Maybe you book it today, and you know what? Like I said, prices fluctuate. Maybe in a month from now, there's going to be a different deal that's going to bring the price down. Well, you can rebook and take advantage of it. Or more than likely, six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, the price is going to be significantly higher than what you paid, and you can lean back and say, yeah, I locked in that good price. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice, but this is the voice I do when I say money. <laughs> God, I hope nobody ever asks, asks me to uh, do that voice again. <laughs> Number four. Take advantage of the onboard booking bonus. Speaking of booking, look, let's be honest. Everybody loves free money. I love free money. I think I think it's pretty much a standard out there. If you want to take advantage of free money, this is what the onboard booking bonus is. Essentially, if you're on a roller cruise, 
if you go to the next cruise office and book another cruise, Royal Caribbean will give you free onboard credit for doing so on top of anything else that Royal Caribbean is offering. So let's say today there is the a, a BOGO deal or a WOW sale. It doesn't matter. That's available to everybody, right? But if you're on a cruise ship and you book your cruise, your next cruise on your current cruise in the next cruise office, you'll get whatever deals out there plus free onboard credit. In many cases, this can be hundreds of dollars and it's free just by booking it. The only caveat to this is you have to know you are definitely, absolutely taking another Royal Caribbean cruise at some point. You don't have to know exactly the date. If you don't know the date, just I just say just book something well in advance and you can always change it, but it doesn't matter. As long as you know you are definitely going to be taking another Royal Caribbean cruise, then this is a deal for you. Because the, the re- reason why I'm saying all this is because when you book the next cruise, the deposit you put down for that cruise, whatever you book, is non-refundable. This is the only case where a deposit is non-refundable, but... Again, if you know you're taking a cruise at some point again, which I think for most people listening to this podcast is pro- a very good probable, then you're fine. You're not going to have to worry about that. So it's, again, it's free money. You want, everyone likes free money. Take advantage of it. Stop in that next cruise office and book your next cruise on there. Uh, my number three, we've only got three tips left, but here we go for the last one. Three, research and book your shore excursions before your cruise. I know there's a very fun channel to watch all those shore excursions and the shore excursion team does these really fun talks on the ship. Do yourself a favor. Research them in advance. There's Whether you book through Royal Caribbean or you book it on your own, it, that doesn't matter. But I definitely recommend you got to, got to, got to. I'm even going to say it's a gots to book your shore. Research, at least, your shore excursions in advance so you know what to expect. You don't want to go to one of these ports. Go to a Cozumel, go to a Grand Cayman and realize afterwards, oh, we could have done x but we did y because i didn't know that x existed we'll do it next time you know what happens next time is not is who knows when next time is going to be if ever research do yourself a favor not only can you find the activities you want to do you can potentially save some money certainly there's some excursions that will be less than what royal caribbean is offering or whatever the case there's lots of advantages but definitely research in advance plus let's face it you got to do something between when you book your cruise and when your cruise actually is it's a great way to kind of get that uh, that that cruise fix for your day and, and get you over that. Well, I've only I still got all these days until my next cruise, so this is a, the next best thing. My second to last tip: read the cruise compass every day. This is a family tradition that we've done, and I realized, you know, at first I just did it because I had a tradition, but I realized, you know what, this is a really smart idea. Every evening, your stateroom attendant will deliver to your stateroom a copy of the cruise compass for the next day. Do yourself a favor and read it. Yeah, read it. Go over everything of it because you know what? There's specials in there. There are activities in there. There's times in there. There's costs in there. All this stuff. You don't want to be one of those people who says, oh, gosh, darn it. I didn't realize there was going to be movie trivia from the 80s. I, I'm awesome at that. I would have totally won that keychain. Well, you would if you had read the cruise compass. Reading the cruise compass is important. It's, it's basically the way to figure out what is going on on the ship. And again, it does take, it's fun, I think. And I mean, the thing is only like four pages anyway, maybe like five or six with an insert in there. It's just fun. And it's basically your daily activity list that, you know, is, is your guide to figuring out what's going on. Now, don't forget also the last page, but it has all those little activities on there. You can actually rip that out. In fact, you can fold it and tear it out and keep it in your pocket. So that way it's a lot easier to figure out. Remember, hey, what, what were we saying? What was that activity at four o'clock? I know there's something. Well, you can have it in there, and it's a whole, you know, for a lot of people, that's a whole lot easier. And my last tip for a, I can't believe we've already gone through 19 of them. Well, here's number 20. If you're, if you have any dietary requests, whether it's a special need or you know what, you just really like something in a different way, 
speak to the head waiter about any dietary request you have. Whether you're vegetarian, gluten-free, keep kosher, avoid red meat, like extra olives, or have any other special request when it comes to food, you'll want to speak with your head waiter to make sure that your dining room experience is, well, perfect. That's what they want you to have. And you, they, they're not mind readers yet. They want to figure out, they want to help you, but you got to help them by help. They got to help, you got to help them help you help them help you. <laughs> and the head waiter is the person to talk to. They can accommodate nearly any request you have, assuming they have the ingredients, right? I mean, if you're asking for like quail eggs, well, probably not going to have that. But for many cases, they have a lot of these ingredients there. The classic one I always give the example for me is I love Indian food. And with Royal, when Royal Caribbean updated its main dining room menu a couple of years ago now, the Indian options, the Indian dining options were removed from there. And well, I was like, well, I still want to eat them. So I go to the main I go to the main dining room on embarkation day. I talk to the head waiter and I said, "Hey, can I get an Indian dish every night on my cruise?" No problem at all. They don't even bat an eye at it, and they make it happen. And that way, I get one delivered every day. So whether you have a just a you just want something different, like I mentioned, or again, you're you've got a special need to be addressed, the head waiter is the person to talk to. Make sure you ask. Don't and if you don't see something you you want. Ask for it, even if it's on an embarkation day. Maybe on day four, you say, you know what? I really am jonesing for a salad that's got just tomatoes, lettuce, and green peppers because I'm a crazy guy. That's what I really, really want. Well, you know what? Ask them for it. They'll make it happen for you. But you got to ask. So that's the key. So there you go. There's my 20 tips for having a better Royal Caribbean cruise. I hope at least one of these helped you. And, of course, if you have tips, man, I'd love to hear about them. Send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Before we get to our listener questions, I want to take a moment to let you all know about a big event we've got planned that I finally have the opportunity to announce to everybody in the whole world, or at least anybody listening to me. And that is our 2017 Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise. Now, many of you know, we did a group cruise on Quantum of the Seas earlier this year. It was our first one, and we've got our next Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise on Allure of the Seas coming up in February 2016, which, by the way, you can still join us if you'd like to. There's still room. I'll post a link in our show notes to our Allure of the Seas Group Cruise if you still want to join us for it. It'll be a lot of fun, and certainly just coming up right around the corner there. But a lot of people have been asking me, Matt, what is their plans for the group cruise in 2017? We can't make 2016, or we already are in 2016, we want to come again. What are your plans for 2017? And I've been going back and forth on this, what to do, and I'm finally announced, I'm ready to announce with our group space for which cruise we're going to do, and we have picked, I think, a really, really impressive cruise itinerary combination, I got to tell you. So here it is, the 2017 Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise will be on Royal Caribbean's Navigator of the Seas, February 17th, 2017. This is my favorite ship in the fleet. Not only that, listen to this. We are going on a nine-night Southern Caribbean cruise out of Miami. Southern Caribbean, no flying to Puerto Rico required. Not, now you say nine nights, Matt. What am I, made of vacation days? I, 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 not so fast, not so fast. You see... The cruise leaves on a Friday, comes back on a Sunday. So the amount of vacation days you have to take is just one more vacation day than you would for a seven-night cruise. Not only that, I plan this cruise over President's Week. So if you've got President's Day off or maybe the whole week off, you're very lucky. Also, if you get the whole week off, there you go. Boom. You are set. You've got that whole time off, and it's much more manageable. So I really think this is going to be a fantastic cruise. We're visiting. Listen, to, you got to listen to the itinerary, okay? Sailing out of Miami. First stop, Labadee, Royal Caribbean's private island. What? 
Royal Caribbean's private island. Labadee, my favorite. Labadoozies. Yes, we are returning for more Labadoozies on the group cruise. Then we are heading south, south to the ABC islands of Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. Amazing destinations I've never been to. I think many folks have expressed they haven't been to either. This is going to be an amazing itinerary on an amazing ship. Don't forget, Navigator of the Seas got refurbished not too long ago. You've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast, read about it on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, which I will link to happily in our show notes for this episode. And this is an amazing ship. You've got Sabor Modern Mexican. I can stop right there, and that should be enough reason to book if you ask me. But other people want other stuff, I guess. Uh, you've got Izumi. You've got Arbar. You've got a Flow Rider ice skating show. This is this is an amazing ship. I love Navigator. I love what Royal Caribbean did with Navigator. And these rates, I got You got to see these rates. So go. This is what you have to do. Go to RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Go to our either go to our show notes, and of course I'll link to it right to our group cruise for 2017, or just go to the, our events page right at the top there, and you will find all the rates and and get a free no obligation quote. We've got some amazing rates right now. In fact, our rates are still beating the Bogo rates. I have a. Uh, our, our, the agency we're working with, MEI Travel, who is a sponsor, full disclosure, they gave me their rates versus what Royal Caribbean is offering, and we're beating their rates often in hundreds of dollars. Hundreds, not like 50 bucks. Hundred, uh, 50 bucks ain't bad either. Hundreds of dollars. So it's we got some really great rates is what I'm trying to tell you, and you want to take advantage of this deal now. Book it now. You heard one of those tips I mentioned earlier was booking in advance is the best way, as early as you can, to lock in a good price. And this is going to be an absolutely fun cruise. I hope as many of you can join us as possible. What is the group cruise? Well, the group cruise is basically an event that I plan. It's basically being every year now where we all go on a Royal Caribbean cruise together to be with other folks that, you know what, just get it, right? People that really enjoy Royal Caribbean, just like you and me. So instead of, you know, me hanging out here and talking to myself, essentially, and reading emails and talking to you on the podcast, how about we're hanging out together? We're doing the rock climbing wall together. We're eating pre-dinner at Izumi together. We're we're going to the ice skating show together. We're going to Sabor and eating guacamole together. Then we're going back to pre-dinner. <laughs> There's a lot of eating involved, I'm sure. But you know what I mean. It's about having a great time on board together because it's other people that really genuinely enjoy taking a cruise. That's what it's all about. And that's why I want as many of you as possible to join me for. You guys, I've said this from day one. I consider all of you my friends in this Look, we all love Royal Caribbean. What more do I need in friends, right? And I want as many of you to be able to join us as possible. This is going to be a phenomenal experience. I, I think it's just, again, it's an amazing ship with an amazing itinerary for some really amazing rates. Go to our show notes at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com for more information on how you can book. And again, you can get a free, no obligation quote. You can just price it out. And if you decide it's not for you, hey, no worries. No pressure. It's all good. So more details over at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. All right, let's jump into our emails this week. And, of course, you can email me anything on your mind, whether it's the Navigator of the Seas cruise that we're going on or really anything on your mind. We're here to help. And we've got our first email. is from Brian, who writes, Matt, I just want to drop a line and say thank you for both your wonderful podcasts that you do. I've spent many hours listening to them these past years. I found your Enchantment of the Seas podcast very informative to listen to and has become our high school band required listening material. Both my wife and I are high school band directors in northwestern Ohio and we'll be taking our high school band for their third trip to perform on Royal Caribbean cruise ship. We travel every four years to perform at Disney World and needed to find a performance opportunity for them in between Disney trips. Well, 
We marched into Chicago Thanksgiving Parade and found that we could do a three-day cruise out of Port Canaveral for about the same price. The students enjoyed it, and it became such a learning lesson for them that we expanded it to a four-day trip. This January, we'll mark our third cruise with 150 of our wonderful students and parents performing on the Enchantment of the Seas. Yes, taking such a large group on the trip is a lot of work. Yes, the cruise line wants to know a flute weighs five pounds, but it turns out to be one of the best lifelong learning lessons that we can do for our kids. Keep up all the wonderful work and that you have done. Brian, love it. Wow, what a great story. And how awesome is it that you get to combine your your work, right? What you do at school, which is a noble profession, with going on a cruise and bring your ki- bringing all your, your I say your kids, you know, your your students on board to experience it. I agree 100. percent Cruising, yeah, it's it's about having fun and you know relaxing and swimming in the pool. But you know what? There are life lessons there that you just can't learn in school. They're 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 intangible, right? And traveling is one of those things that brings that kind of experiences out. So I love this, Brian. This is awesome. I would love to hear more about it, Brian. Let us know when your next cruise is on Enchantment of the Seas. Maybe one of our listeners can be there to be able to check out your the band performing. That'd be a, what an amazing experience. As you all, as you know, Brian, I love the live music that Royal Caribbean offers. So I would love to be able to see a full marching band perform on the cruise ship. How cool would that be? Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for the email. Our next email comes to us from our good friend Susan, who writes, Matt, I just got an email from my travel agent to let me know that Dynamic Dining won't be coming to Harmony. It will still be my time dining. It makes me happy for when we'll be doing the Transatlantic next year. You're right, Susan. Absolutely. Great news. The Royal Caribbean announced a little while ago now that that Dynamic Dining will stay with the Quantum class ships. It will not expand to the Oasis class ships. So Harmony of the Seas, which is the third Oasis class cruise ship, will have basically traditional dining or my time dining, just like any other cruise ship in the fleet that's not a quantum class ship. So glad that you're enjoying that, Susan, and sounds like you've already got your plan set up there for that ship. Next, we have an email from Luke who writes, Hey, Matt, I was just listening to your awesome episode you did about next cruise and had a few follow-up questions. Number one, the way I understood it is if you book another cruise while on board and put down a deposit of, say, $500 down, I would get that in credit. This seems to be too good to be true. No, it, it is true, Luke. You have the option. When you put down the deposit for your cruise through the next cruise office on board a ship, Whatever you put that, you put a $500, you either have the option of taking that onboard credit immediately or deferring it to the cruise you happen to book. But the amount you put the deposit down is the amount of onboard credit you get. So you can put down more. You can put down, you can, I mean, you, there's a certain limit, I should say. I was about to say you can put $2,000 down. Well, you're not going to get $2,000 in credit, but you are going to get, there is a limit, but you put down the amount of, uh, and I'm not sure what the limit is. Maybe around 500, maybe it's less than that. I'm not sure, Luke, but essentially the amount of the deposit you put down up to a certain point you get that in onboard credit, either on the spot right there to use, or you can defer it. Luke's second question is, can you book a celebrity ship while on a Royal Caribbean ship? If so, do you know what perks you get? That is a great question, Luke. I have no idea. I don't know the answer. I've never tried. I've never thought about it. My my gut reaction was, no, you can't, but I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm not sure you get any perks for it, per se, but I could be totally wrong on that. Maybe one of our listeners know. If you know, can you go to the next cruise office on a Royal Caribbean ship? And book a celebrity ship, which celebrity is a sister company to Royal Caribbean. And if you can, what do you get any additional perks? It's a great question. And lastly, Luke wants to know, do you know if it's the same around the world as far as being able to charge change a cruise booking to a later date? I seem to think Royal Caribbean in Australia charges the fee, but I might be wrong. You know, of course, Luke, it's important to look at what the rules are. I would have talked to the next cruise officer about, hey, are there any penalties? In North America, the answer is there aren't any. You just, up until final payment date, you can always change it. I thought that was always the case as well. And I've, the only thing I've ever heard of change fees are with certain 
less than great travel booking sites that may do that in order to, I don't know, throw you an extra $25 on onboard credit or something like that. But in, in most, I've never heard of Royal Caribbean charging it, but then again, I don't book my cruises, say, in Australia or in the UK or anywhere else in the world. So if any of our international listeners are aware of any change fees that are there, obviously that's important to know. So please let me know about that. Send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com so we can get the right information out there for Luke and everybody who's wondering. Great questions, Luke. Very good stuff. And our last email this week comes to us from Kayla Gilman, who writes, Hi, Matt. I discovered your blog a few weeks ago and your podcast just today. I went on my first cruise in January with my boyfriend's family on Liberty of the Seas, and I was pretty immediately hooked. I'll be going to Enchantment of the Seas next week, this time just my partner and I, and I've been absolutely bouncing off the walls talking about it nonstop. I also have two more cruises next year on Independence of the Seas and Brilliance of the Seas on an aft balcony, also eyeing one of the upcoming Radiance of the Seas Hawaii sailings in the distant future. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast, keeping me sane while I'm doing these incredible, boring work things. It's much more fun to have cruise chatter in my ears while trying to push through the last big project before my vacation. Thank you. Well, Kayla, it is my pleasure. You are more than welcome. I love it because, of course, Kayla, I'm doing the podcast and the blog for you. And, and other people too, but mostly <laughs> I'm serious. The blog and the pockets, I do this all for you guys. I do this as a, I do, I enjoy it. I take fun out of it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm doing this because you know what? I know that how much you guys are enjoying it. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you the best possible permission. So thank you very much, Kayla, for listening. It's all I ask. You're the best. Love it. And of course, Kayla, I'd love to hear about, you're going on a bunch of cruises here. Let me know about them when you get back so we can hear about what you liked. I always like hearing about, you know what? Maybe what, what are your top three experiences, whatever they happen to be on board. That's always a good starting point. So let me know. Have a great cruise. I'm sure you're back probably from a couple of these already, and I'd love to hear more. So Kayla, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who checked out Royal Caribbean blog on this particular episode. Love the podcast. And of course, I want to hear from you. So email me, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. If you've got anything about Royal Caribbean, you have a question, you have a comment, you just want to say hello. I love those emails, just like Kayla did. Or Kayla did. Sorry, Kayla. Kayla. Send me an email. I just want to see. Just say hi. Say, hey, I'm listening. Thank you, or whatever's on your mind. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Royal Caribbean together. My email is matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media channels. We're on Periscope, VRCL blog on Periscope. On Twitter, we are VRCL blog. And over on Facebook, we're facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up here. I've talked quite a bit about Royal Caribbean. Never enough, quite honestly. You know, trust me, if I'm up to me, I'd go another hour. But something about, I don't know, my wife telling me that no one wants to listen to me yammer on for an hour. So we're going to cut it over right here. Thank you all so much for joining me each and every week. Love doing the podcast. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.